Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Ryan Jones. And just in case I forgot, he's got a logo right behind him that says Ryan Jones. So welcome to the program. There, oh, thanks for having you? me. That was spot on, dude. You know how hard that is to do to kind of grab yeah, the that sun was lucky. in that? Yeah, that was it pretty was awesome. Very lucky. There we go. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So what's a nice boy like you doing in the, being a realtor? Like, what did you do before you joined oh, real estate? Man. Oh, that's a great question. So, uh, not the standard. I didn't grow up in the didn't grow up in the industry. Didn't mm-hmm. uh, you know? No realtors in the family or anything like that. But I moved to to Ottawa here, uh, oh, eighteen years ago for school, and then uh, completed a hat trick of degrees, and then ended up not really knowing what I wanted to do. And uh, funny enough, I ended up I was serving down in the Byward Market and served a local realtor. Uh, and his family uh, at the end of the meal, they gave me their, he gave me his cards, said, give me a call. I think he'd be good at real estate. And I was kind of in this um, transition period of trying, you know, I thought I wanted to be a teacher that yeah. then I, you know, teacher's college taught me that I did not. And, uh, you know, so it was you are law a school. Half of real estate that, is, is teaching. That's man. it. Yeah, no, no. And and people say, oh, you know, you did all that school, you know, and like, and now you're selling real. I said, yeah, but it feeds, feeds my business, feeds me every day. Yeah. So, so teacher, did you say law school? That's what I was thinking about doing. And then anyways, this guy gave me his card. So I gave him a call and talked about it and called a buddy of mine back in Coburg, Ontario, where I'm from. And uh, he was, he was kind of killing the, the game there at the time. And he kind of gave me the real rundown of it. So I gave it a go. And here we are 10 years later. Brilliant. So what's kind of interesting was I was doing an interview earlier on today with another realtor in New Brunswick. And oh, yeah. one of the things I was going to mention to him was if you're, because he's looking to build his team out, one of the places to look is in restaurants. If you get a great server, I know so many realtors that went yeah. from food service, alcohol service, because you deal with different people, you got to figure out what they want. You got to yeah. be flexible when the kitchen isn't supporting you and all those skills <laughs> yeah. are vital to be a realtor. And I know some uh, realtors that are doing four or $500,000 a year now, and they were doing like 30 some odd in food services and they right. came to this career. And a few short years later, they are like killing it. Yeah, I know. I mean, honestly, I, I, it's a, it's a people business. So to have any kind of experience, uh, whether it's, you know, teaching, I do think is a, is there's a couple teachers that I know that are now realtors and they're fantastic in the service industry, dealing with the public, dealing with the, uh, complete strangers. And then, you know, just finding a, finding that common thread and then just making sure it's a great experience kind of works across all the different. Uh, Absolutely. And I, I, know, I know a lot of really successful CEOs with large, large companies that were elementary school teachers. Yeah. So, oh, for sure. How did that skill set help you in the boardroom? It's like, it's the same thing pretty much. <laughs> Got to teach the children how it goes. Play nice, you know, play <laughs> yeah. nice, do your job and stop worrying about what Jill's yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell me about yourself right now. Uh, do you have a team? If so, how many people in the team? 
No team, myself. I've got a full-time nice. admin, uh, Alex. She's fantastic, and uh, she keeps me on point. And um, no, other than that, we just kind of work together, and you know, and we just service the clients as best we can, trying to exceed expectations. You know, that's the goal. How many transactions a year do you typically do? Uh, well, my goal every year is to average one a week. Um, nice. Last year, last year I had about six. I think it was just under, just shy of seventy. That's a lot for a single with, you know, you and Robin against the world. That's pretty amazing. And there's a lot to be said for that because, you know, as soon as you start adding team members, there's a set of complexity and that comes in. And sometimes the overall transactions can be more, but the headaches are more. And oftentimes your take home is, is lower than it would have been. That's all it is. Um, I, I'm just not, it's something I'm always kicking around in the back of my mind. I've got some friends out, she kind of near where you're at right now, Burlington and Hamilton and uh, you know, there's, they've got a team situation and I know you can run your team in a bunch of different ways. So it's always something I'm kicking around in the back of my mind. But uh, for me, as long as the take home is good, I hit my goal there. And as long as I can keep that balance, uh, you know, that that's important too, which was a hard lesson to learn as you get going. Yeah. And also one of the things you said is, you know, uh, an excellence of service, it's easy to do for uh, you and your admin, but as soon as you start adding other folks, then there's quality control. And That's right. people can talk about, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do a great job. And their idea of a good job and your idea of a good job, sometimes there's a disconnect. Absolutely. Oh, man, I'm uh took a while before I was willing to even let, uh, you know, Alex isn't my my first admin. I started with a yeah. part-timer. Anyways, it took a while before I started letting uh, others kind of do the the write-ups for the newsletters and stuff. I like to like kind of oh, yeah. be in there and really have control over the message that's going out. So uh yeah, when you start adding other members to a team, then it's, yeah, like you said, maybe more quality control and be a little bit worried that maybe, uh, you know, things are falling through the cracks that you feel you wouldn't let uh, let slip. So Brilliant. And uh, so who is a mentor in the industry for you? Oh, great. Uh, I've got a, a bunch like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always networking with Coldwell Banker and, uh, you know, the, the international and Canadian conferences, just there's a bunch of people across the country that... Mm. I'm always bouncing ideas off of and learning from whether it's a social media idea or, you know, how to deal with a, you know, a changing market, which is what we're all dealing with right now, especially. And uh, my broker, Ross, he's always been really supportive right from day one and a mentor. People here at the office are, uh, yeah, nice. there's, there's not just one. There's not, I can't say just one. It makes perfect sense. And I think that's part of the beauty of the industry that we're in is that level of collaboration that's possible if you want it to be there and just reaching out to somebody saying, Hey, I've got this issue over here. What do you think? They're like, Oh, this is what I'm doing. Do that too. You're in oh, a different yeah. market. Just go. And even if you're in the same market, there's more than enough business for everybody. Yeah. No, you, uh, I think that's a, maybe a common misconception. I mean, you are competing against, you know, each other in a sense, but, uh, if everybody, you know, I, my my focus is always my clients, my database. So I'm not worried about sharing ideas and and, and losing clients necessarily that way. So um, we have a great office here, and you know, right from day one when I started, it's uh, it's always been a very supportive uh, kind of community here. So tell me about a lesson learned as you you've been doing this for ten years, a particular transaction or a particular situation where you've got an insight that's been helping you a lot that you didn't have before. Ooh, great question. I would say um, the first time that I worked with a family after they'd lost somebody and were selling the house. Wow. And it was kind of a very first, 
I'd say it's a, it was a lesson that, you know, real estate, you know, you're obviously this is what we do to, you know, to feed our families and pay the bills and stuff. And, you know, you get, you know, I think if you are in the industry for the right reason, you get excited about, you know, getting a good deal together mm-hmm. and making a transaction happen. But kind of that first, you know, in those first couple of years, realizing, you know, real estate's not always a fun thing. Like sometimes it's not a great reason. And then you just kind of highlighted that um, knowing your client, knowing the situation and, you know, having that uh, ability to empathize and put yourself in their shoes. And, you know, it's not always a, oh, congrats. It's kind of, you know, you know, I know this is tough and, you know, I'm glad we got this done for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is bittersweet. I just had an uncle pass away a little while ago, and uh, ah, sorry to hear just that. settling his estate and just sold the house. And uh, it's it's bittersweet because they all grew up there, and uh, yeah, for sure. memories are there, and emotions are there, and also sadness yeah. is there because you know dad passed away, and uh, so you are uh, like we are realtors. Uh, connected with people's lives. If you do what you're doing properly, it's a long term relationship. Big time, you know, you've got uh, helping the the first time buyers now sell and move up and they got kids and, you know, that's probably one of my favorite parts of the industry is uh, the the social, you know, seeing the social medias, oh, the first birthdays, the cake smash at the kitchen table in the dining room, you know, and you're thinking back to when you helped them buy that town home and oh, you yeah. know, they were pregnant at the time. And now that, you know, you see the little one growing up and stuff. And uh, so def- definitely the fun stuff. Uh, I-, I love that aspect of it for sure. And just kind of being connected and and uh, meeting interesting people along the way. So how do you, uh, like in real estate, there's lots of learning and some of it is like, you know, like uh, tiresome, but there's also learning that you want to do to uh, be Ryan Jones 2.0. So what are you uh, focusing on right now to make you better? Yeah, um, I think negotiation skills are paramount. I think they can really set an agent apart. So I'm always uh, working on and trying to refine those. Sue's Cummins and uh, the MCNE program, and there's all these extra little programs that I'm, you know, it's fantastic. I'd recommend anybody look into that, and um, just always going back, revisiting, and just kind of tailoring things to the new situations you're hitting. And then uh, commercial is a little bit interesting for me, so I've got uh, we have a commercial division. I've been working with a few people, nice, uh, trying to yeah, just learn a little bit more about that. It's definitely a complete, completely different beast. So brilliant. And if you get a chance, if you've not read it, uh, Chris Voss. He was an FBI oh, yeah. agent. Uh, his never split the difference. Negotiate. Awesome. Brilliant, brilliant yeah. book. Uh, dear listeners and viewers, get it. Yeah, highly recommend. You got to get to know. You don't want to get to yes. You got to get to the no. I love yeah. that line out of that book. Absolutely. And I think uh, if your spouse is kicking your ass in <laughs> arguments, use this. It'll change it around. Yeah. It'll be like the judo master of negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you got to wave the white flag there, but you know, agreed. Absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. So where do you think we're heading? Like uh, the whole industry is changing. Mm-hmm. Where are realtors going to be in five years, do you think? Uh, personally, I'd like to think that I'm going to be right where I am, mm-hmm. right here, making relationships and just helping people through the good times and the bad. I don't I don't think, you know, as much as uh, there's these large tech companies trying to automate all of this stuff, I, I just don't, I have a hard time seeing it because there's that instance where that person, the heart, you know, in the heart of a negotiation or a deal coming together and there's that, Oh, I don't really know what to do right now. And if it's automated, they don't feel supported. They don't know what's going on. There's always those instances when the the bullets start flying and things start to go sideways. That's the value of a realtor. And I don't think that will ever go away. Um, So I I, I I agree with you, but I think a lot of realtors will go away. 
because I think there's oh, going to be uh, augmented reality in terms of there's going to be automation to uh, allow a realtor to leverage what they're doing. But uh, it's your connection with that other human being that actually will see the deal through and see the children's houses will be done by you because you built that relationship. Whereas an AI is going to be able to do that. That's right. And I, I know I think you need to lean into it and you definitely need to keep up with, you know, the new tools and the new systems. I don't think you're doing yourself or your clients any service. If you're, if you're always looking back and thinking old school, I think you always have to be able to be flexible and move forward and, and bring in those new, those new uh, tools and, and whatever, you know, there's an app for that, I'm sure kind of thing, you know? Yep. So just leaning into that for sure. But the uh, but don't lose sight of the humanity. Never. I don't think that'll ever, I don't think you can ever remove that. So Ryan, tell me about uh, something dumb you did in this industry that was a lesson learned. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that, but it helped me be a better realtor. Oh, something dumb. Oh, <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, you get going, I think it was in my, a little bit of a slower start, but then things get rolling, you get busy and you're thinking, oh yeah, yeah, putting deals together and working with clients. And then you stop doing the things that put the clients in front of you in the first place. Yeah. So I remember at one point, all of a sudden it was like, okay, yeah, where's the next deal? And I just kind of looked around and thought, oh man, I haven't really been, I stopped doing the open houses. I stopped reaching out. I stopped, oh, yeah. you know, you stop doing the things that always feed the pipeline. So um, I've always found that a little bit of an odd aspect of this business is you, you want to be working with the people that you're, that you're servicing at the time, but you kind of always have to be doing the things that, 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 that fed, the pipeline in the first pit, first place. Sorry. So absolutely. Um, and I learned that the hard way. Yeah. The reason I asked you that question is uh, I could just tell that uh, you're comfortable enough in your own skin to ponder that question. Oh, yeah. And so I'm thank an you book. for being brave enough to do that. And two, it's a reminder. One thing I've said on the show many, many times, only because it needs saying again and again and again, think of any sports team in the world, professional and things are going wrong. So it's like Ahmed in Afghanistan playing some kind of goat rugby or whatever. The new coach is going to come in and this is what they say. We're going to go back to the fundamentals. Always. Whether it's NFL or CFL or hockey or whatever. And they keep on saying that because when teams lose sight of the fundamentals, open houses, connecting, networking, reaching out to the old clients, uh, when we stop doing that, then we pay a price for it. And it's like, uh, that just needs to be part of your being. Yeah, absolutely. And my uh... The second degree I did was a master's in sports psychology. So oh, really love it, it. It had a, yeah, it had a focus on consulting. It wasn't, it wasn't theory based. It was uh, working with athletes and performers and stuff and, you know, and applying the theory and helping them kind of get to a point where they could perform at their max uh, from a mental oh, yeah. perspective. Right. And uh, that again, feeds the business every day. It's the goal setting. It's the self-talk. It's the motivational um, pieces that you need. Uh, to kind of get up and get out there. Cause we wake up unemployed, right? Every day. Got to get up and make it happen. That choked me up, but that's true. Wake up yeah, I know. every day. I know. I love Pretty that. Deep. I'm not heard that before. Actually I've heard other versions, oh, yeah? of it, no. but that's like freaking on point. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, sports psychology. Yeah. So we've got someone that's got a negative voice inside their head that tells them this is not going to work. They won't like me. How do you help them? Like, what would you advise from a sports psychology kind of uh, strategy to get rid of the voice? Yeah, well, sport performance, we perform, right? You're on yeah. when you're with the clients. So uh, I can't remember, I can't remember where I heard it, but someone it was a conference somewhere. Someone said everyone's got a shitty committee in their oh, mind, like it. and you got to learn to shut them up. And, and how so, do you shut them uh, up? Well, I mean, so the I guess a, another example would be you can't tell yourself what not to do. 
-hmm. right? So if I told you, just don't think about a red car. The first thing you think about is a red car, right? Or if someone's afraid of heights, you say, don't look down. They look down. Yeah. So instead of telling yourself what not to do, you have to tell yourself what to do. So that's, you just got to make sure you point your focus on the right thing. And uh, it's a skill. I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. Uh, always, yeah. There's always the doubt and the, you know, those negative thoughts, but. Uh, so one of the ways yeah. I find is let's say uh, someone asks you uh, three questions. Yeah. As best as you can. Ryan, tell me about a particular time where you knew you were loved, like a specific moment. It could have been with your spouse last night. It could have been with a kid. could have been when you, when you were a kid. What comes to mind? When I know I'm loved? When you knew you were loved, 100%. Could have been with a grandparent. Like, when was it? Where was it? Oh, yeah. Price is right. Grandma and grandpa says when you're sick. Back in yeah, the day. like one of those, right? 100%. So this is what I advise clients is, you know, when the negative voice comes up, like, uh, no one loves you. Then you go, what I tell people to do is agree with it. Of course they don't love me. But when I was at grandma's house, when I was sick, there was just pure love there. And last night when I was with my spouse and she reached over and, you know, just touched me, that was love. And when my kid did that, give three counter examples and the voice runs away for a while because it's all truth. Yeah. Whereas when you try and fight with it, I am too loved. Well, think about the time when this happened and you let it take charge. So just give it counter examples right. keep them in your pocket ready to go when you are magnificent. Yep. So Ryan, tell me about a particular time where another agent was struggling and you dropped by and gave some wisdom to help them kind of rethink what was going on. Well, actually, uh, re recently had a call from uh, a newer agent and mm -hmm. because they'd had their first uh, inspection. You right. Know, been doing real estate for over a year and never had to do an inspection because it's been so nuts. And it was like, we had a few things come up and I don't really know what's going on here, you know? And, and when I started it was the buyer's market. So, right. you know, so we just kind of being able to walk through, you know, here's, if I was a listing agent, I'd probably tell you to go kick rocks on all this stuff, but Hey, you right. know, if you want to, you got to lean into whatever's important for the client and, you know, ask for whatever you want and kind of gave them the ins and outs of, of how to go about that. And, uh, you know, they got the deal done. So that was, that was kind of cool. And I like that because uh, if you want to feel good about yourself, help someone else. Yeah, oh, like, for sure. They yeah, got yeah. the gift of your wisdom and you got the gift of sharing with someone that it made a difference. And that's, uh, yeah. so my philosophy is if we can make the world a happier place. And one of the ways we do that is by selflessly helping other people uh, become awesomer. hundred percent. No, you got to give before you can receive, right? So um, don't be afraid to put out the good stuff into the world. It'll come back twofold. Absolutely. So here is a weird question for you. Love it. If future Ryan came back at this moment in time, he's actually much better looking than you. But if he came back yeah. at this moment in time, what's the one piece of advice he'd give you right now, allowing you to be happier or more successful? Like what advice would future Ryan give you? Oh, what would future Ryan? Oh, man. Like yeah. Things are going well right now, but uh, he'd be able to see and go, oh, what would he give you? Yeah. I think he would say, yeah, don't be afraid to... Uh... Don't be afraid to take the next step if you want to, right? Yeah. Like you gotta, it's like, you know, if you could do anything in the world and money wasn't an object to do that, you know, but you're going to do it and you're going to love it and you're going to make you happy. Just do that, you know, but we always get in our own way. I think with you, you start thinking about the negative things and how it won't work out yeah. you know, that negative self-talk. So I think future Ryan would come back and say, you know, yeah, you were right. Just, just keep, keep going. Don't, don't doubt yourself. Oh, I love that. So uh, what specific thing makes you happy, Ryan? Uh, family and friends. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 
real estate's what I do to earn yeah. a living, but it's not necessarily who I am. I mean, so tell me with family and friends, sure. like a specific moment when you were with someone, it's like, oh, when I was with this person, we were doing this and that made me really happy. Honestly, just hanging out. Impressive. I love that. Just, just be in there. Like, honestly, it's, uh, I'm going camping this weekend uh, with my niece and, and, uh, you know, I finally got the hug, you know, she's not afraid of me anymore. She's three nice. and a half. So I got that first hug. So, you know, I'm not crying. You're crying. Right. But, uh, I love was, that. Uh, yeah, honestly, that, that I just, that so my great niece came to visit us in California and it was like, you know, I don't know you, I don't trust you. And there was a movie going on. It was like uh, Jimmy Neutron boy genius. So okay. one morning I'm uh, laying on the sofa, just chilling out, reading a book. She can't see me because the back of the sofa is, uh, getting in the way and she goes to the refrigerator to open the refrigerator and she's such a little thing as she pulls the door of the refrigerator she ends up farting <laughs> and so i lean over the thing and there's a line from jimmy neutron i go hey Haley, was that from the attic or the basement and she's like oh you know that movie i love you nice. and that was yeah, the moment yeah. she went from like beer to uh hey you're cool perfect last question what's one mind hack you would share with uh our audience that would allow them to be more productive, more efficient, happier, sexier, sleep better. What's the one thing you'd share? Mind hack. I would say, listen, uh, I say, don't, don't ignore uh, your gut feeling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you feel like you're getting out of shape, you know, make, make your health a priority always. Cause if you're not healthy, you can't work anyways. And, and yep. you can't, you can't be your best self with your friends and family and do the things you love. So always make sure you're putting your health, I think at the top of the list. And then, other than that, you, you break down your, break down your goals. You know, one of the big things I find in real estate is you could, like you said, you know, you know, people making four or 500 grand in this business, you could make four or 500 grand and still feel like you had a shitty year, mm -hmm. which I think is, which I think is crazy. So I think you need to make sure you remind yourself that uh, your success is not my success. So yeah. I have my goals. I have my goals. You have yours and you hit your goals. I hit my goals. Everyone's might, happy. Everyone's happy. You know, it could make a quarter mil more than you or, or something or whoever or you, know, you could make uh two hundred thousand dollars less and still be way happier than i'll ever be so yeah 100 i think it's all about happiness 100%. so yep last question of the day drum roll please ryan what's a question i should have asked you that i did not i think you hit on everything Brilliant. It. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the program. I actually, I really, really enjoyed our conversation and I like your confidence and relaxed uh, presence. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I love this kind of stuff. So I like to share those ideas and we'll be uh, listening for everyone else's ideas too that come back out. Brilliant. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.